Episode 7, Ham is Cush, Egypt, Canaan, and Put. Jubilees 10 and 28, Canaan takes the land of Shem. Noah gives lots to all of his sons, and Canaan chooses to take a lot that's not his. He doesn't take the lot from his father, Ham, but he takes the lot for Shem, which was the area of Israel and the surrounding area. In this land that he, that he stole, he defiled it. We see evidence of the fallen angels there. We see giants in the land. We see large grapes where two men had to carry them per Numbers 13 and 23. So God raises up Moses to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, the Egyptians, another son of Ham, back to the land of Canaan, their land that's flowing with milk and with honey. Genesis 28 and 1, Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, thou should not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. This is why. Do not take a daughter from Canaan because of the DNA of the fallen angels that are there, as well as the level of wickedness and evil that they were part of and what they were doing. Isaac says, go to Laban's house. Go to Laban and find your wife. Now, Laban is the brother of Rebekah, his mother. So that's his uncle. Rebekah and Laban are the children of Nahor. Nahor is the brother of Abraham. This is the lineage of Shem that Isaac is telling Jacob to pick his wife from. Verse 7, Jacob obeys his father. He goes to Laban's house to get his wife. Now Esau, in verse 8 through 9, seeing the daughters of Canaan pleased not his father, he went into Ishmael and took him a wife. Jubilees 15, 19. And Elohim said, Yea, and Sarah also shall bear you a son. You shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him, an everlasting covenant, and for his seed after him. As for Ishmael, also I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him and make him great and multiply him exceedingly. And he shall beget 12 prince and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you in these days in the next year. And everyone that is born, the flesh of whose foreskin is not circumcised on the eighth day, belongs not to the children of the covenant, which Yah made with Abraham, but to the children of destruction, nor is there moreover any sign on him that he is Yah's. But he is destined to be destroyed and slain from the earth and to be rooted out of the earth. For he has broken the covenant of Yah. For all the angels of the presence and all the angels of sanctification have been so created from the day of their creation. And before the angels of the presence and the angels of sanctification, he has sanctified Israel that they should be with him and with his holy angels. And do you command the children of Israel and let them observe the sign of this covenant for their generations as an internal ordinance, and they will not be rooted out of the land. For the command is ordained for a covenant, that they should observe it forever among all the children of Israel. Verse 30, For Ishmael and his sons and his brothers and Esau, Yah did not cause to approach him, and he chose them not because they are the children of Abraham, but he chose them not because he knew them, but he chose Israel to be his people. God is a God of covenant, and these covenants do not expire. Whatever ramifications of these covenants, God expects us to fulfill them, from even from circumcision. It's required. 
Hebrew boys must be circumcised. There's no if, and, or buts. All boys of the Israelites, all Israelite boys must be circumcised. If not, he says they're part of the children of destruction. He says here in Jubilees that this covenant is from generation to generation. It's an eternal ordinance. And that we will have our land, that they will not rule us out the land, that even though they may try to kill us, they may try to destroy us, they may, they will try to hide our names, hide our heritage, where we're from, specifically hide the line that we come from. Even though they would try to root us out the land, he says, they're not going to do it. They're not going to, to destroy the Israelites. He says, and do you command the children of Israel and let them observe this sign of the covenant for their generations as an eternal ordinance, and they will not be rooted out of the land. Yes, we'll go through 430 years with the Egyptians, and Moses was able to help them deliver them out into their promised land. Moses didn't get to the promised land, but the next younger generation did. And then now we're 400 years here in another symbolic Egypt. We will not be rooted out. No matter how many times they try to make up ways to kill us, genocide through through the prisons, through the health, what, what they're putting in our foods, no matter what they try to do to destroy us, God says, you're not going to be rooted out. They will try, but you will not be rooted out. For the command is ordained for covenant. God is a God of covenant. We should observe this covenant forever among the children of Israel. We are the children of Israel, so we should be abiding by the covenant. We should be understanding what is the covenant, and we should be following the covenant. Every Israelite boy should be circumcised, period. Verse 30, he lets us know, Ishmael, your sons, brothers, and even Esau, I did not choose you. I did not choose you. It's not because you're Abraham's son, but I see you. I know you. I have chosen Israel to be my people. Jacob marries an Israelite from the line of Shem. Esau marries an Ishmaelite. And we know that Hagar, his mother, was an Egyptian. This is who he chose to marry. In Genesis 10 and 19, we see that the Canaanites' border was from Sidon to Gerar and to Sodom and Gomorrah. We know Sodom and Gomorrah, a place full of wickedness that God had to destroy it. Next to Sidon, there is Tyre or Tyrus. This is where we find the fourth son of Ham put. Tyre or Tyrus is mentioned in Ezekiel 26. It's mentioned here because Tyre is coming against Jerusalem. And as a result, God says, wait a minute, no. You're not going to destroy the Israelites. You're not going to decimate them. That's not going to happen. And so Tyre and Sidon is near Canaan. So the people of Tyre are the, are the descendants of Canaan. In Matthew 15 and 21, Jesus went thence and departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Yah, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Mark 7, 24 through 26. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Gentile and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Tyre is the Canaanites. 
this woman here had a daughter who was vexed with a devil and she knew that Jesus, Yeshua, could deliver her daughter. In Matthew and in Mark, it talks about this Canaanite woman in Tyre and Sidon, Tyre, the Canaanites. God is judging Tyrus, Tyre in Ezekiel 26. And he says, Tyrus comes against Jerusalem. And as a result, therefore said Yah, behold, I'm against thee, O Tyrus, and will cause many nations to come up against thee as the sea causes his waves to come up. So Put is involved in this as we read Ezekiel 27 and 10. Persia, Lud, and Put were in thine army, men of war. They hang the shield and helmet in thee. They gave you beauty and splendor, a comeliness. Put has aligned himself with Canaan to decimate and destroy Jerusalem. This is the only place where we find in the scriptures that they talk about put because I think he kind of like involved himself or themselves with his his brother's family, the Canaanites. God is judging Tyrus and saying, you, you cannot come against Jerusalem. You know, no, no, no. Ezekiel 26 and 19. For thus says Yah, I will make thee a desolate city like the cities that are not inhabited. When I shall bring up the deep upon thee and great waters shall cover thee. When I shall bring thee down with them, that descended into the pit with the people of old time and shall set thee in the low parts of the earth in places desolate of old with them that go down to the pit that thou be not inhabited and I will set glory in the land of the living. I will make thee a terror and thou shalt be no more. Though thou be sought for, yet shall thou never be found again, saith Yah. This is what happened to the people of Tyre that included the descendants of Put, because Put was a part of the armies that were actually going and doing the evil against Jerusalem. And this is the only place we find Put, and he's with the Canaanites, going against the Israelites. Psalms 83, this is the cry of Israel to God. Keep not thy silence, O Yah. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O Yah. For lo, thy enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. So these armies and different nations and different lineages are coming against the people of Israel. And in Psalms 83, Israel is crying out for the mercy of God to come and to help them. Again, everyone is after one group of people, the Israelites. Psalms 83 and 6. The tabernacles of Edom. Edom is Esau and the Ishmaelites of Moab. Moab is Lot. That's the nephew of Abraham. They were part of Sodom and Gomorrah and also too, the Moabites came from the daughters of Lot land with their father and the Hagarines. The Hagarines come from Hagar, the Egyptians. Jabal, that's Esau, and Ammon, Amalek, Esau, and the Philistines. The Philistines are Egypt, that's Ham's son. And the Philistines come from one of Egypt's son named Kasluhim. And Kasluhim is where you get 
again, the evidence of the fallen angels because the Philistines were gigantic. They were giants. Remember David and Goliath? The Philistines were always coming against the Israelites. They were huge and large giants. The DNA of the fallen angels, not just in Canaan, but we see them in Egypt's son, Kasluhim. The Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre. Tyre is with Put, the fourth son of Ham. Verse 8, Asher. Asher now is a son of Shem. He joined with the children of Lot. Ashur and Lot, the Moabites, coming against the Israelites. And they are Israelites themselves. Verse 9, Israel is crying out, saying, Do unto them as you did to the Midianites. Who are the Midianites? Well, the Midianites is from Abraham as well. Now, Abraham, he was a busy fellow. But he took a wife named Keturah. And from Keturah, he had six more sons. And one of his sons was Midian. And that's where you get the Midianites. And remember, when Joseph was sold to the Egyptians, first Judah and the 12 tribes, they did sell their brother. That shows you that they have their issues and their trifling as the rest. They sell Joseph first to the Ishmaelites. And then the Ishmaelites sells Joseph to the Midianites. And then the Midianites sell Joseph to the Egyptians. And so that's how Joseph got to the Egyptians. He was sold from his brothers, his 11 brothers, 11 tribes of Israel. They sold him first to Ishmael, the Ishmaelites, and then to the Midianites. And the Midianites sold Joseph to the Egyptians. You see this lineage of Ham throughout the scripture. Do unto them as unto the Midianites, as to Sisera. Sisera is a Canaanite king, and Javan is also a Canaanite king, at the brook of Kaisan, which perished at Endor. They became as dung for the earth. So Israel said, what you did to the Midianites when they came against us, when Sisera and Javan came against us, you made them the dung of the earth. Father, deal with Esau, deal with Lot and the Moabites, deal with Put and Tyre, deal with Asher and the, and, and the children of, of Lot. Deal with the Egyptians. Deal with them because they will not let us rest. They are constantly on our backs trying to destroy and hinder our purpose and the plans you have for us. Verse 11, make their nobles like Oreb and like Zab. These are Midianites. Yea, all their princes as Zeba and as Zamuna, who said, let us take to ourselves the houses of Yah in possession. Oh my Yah. Make them like a wheel. And wheel here means wheel of dust put to flight. Make them be put to flight as the stubble before the wind, as the fire burneth a wood, and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire. So persecute them when thy temptest, and make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, Yah, that they may seek you and ask you to forgive them and to help them. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish. This is Israel crying out because their enemies would not let them rest. Verse 18, that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Yah, art the most high over all the earth. And this most high is where we call him most high. Most high is not given to a sector of people or to a particular religion, but most high is the name of who God is. He's the most high. Psalms 83, 18 is why we call him the most high. This is Israel. They called him the most high. So if you're an Israelite and you're praying and you're speaking the name the most high, you're calling your God. You're calling your God. The Israelites are crying out to God 
in Psalms 83 because a confederate was formed. A confederate is a treaty, an alliance with multiple nations, multiple kingdoms against one nation, the nation of Israel. The objective, let Israel be cut off from being a nation. That has been the objective then, and that's still the objective now. Jubilees 15 and 30, Yah says, I did not choose Ishmael, nor his sons, his 12 prince, and I did not choose his brothers. That's Midian and his five brothers from Abraham and Keturah. He also says, I did not choose Esau. Ishmael is the brother of Isaac. Esau is the brother of Jacob. God chose Isaac. God chose Jacob. He did not choose Ishmael and he did not choose Esau. All the nations know that Israel is special. Everyone knows that we are chosen by the Most High, except us. But Israel, we've been consistent in our disobedience. But even through the disobedience, all we've had to do was cry out to God. Cry out to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and He will come and rescue us. If we repent, He will always take us back. He will always come down and fight for us. Israel is reminding God of what He did with the Midianites. The Midianites had Israel in bondage for seven years because they turned away from God. They began to worship Baal. After Moses led them out of Egypt and Joshua led them into the promised land of Canaan, they turned their backs on God. But God came through after He heard the cries. And he destroyed the Midianites. Now the Midianites mixed with the Cushites and also they mixed with the Ishmaelites. And today they're known as the Arabs. And from Ishmael, we get Islam. Ishmael was a part of the Confederate. And we know Ishmael did not like Isaac from a little boy. He tried to kill him when they were young. And Yah did not choose him neither. The Moabites, Abraham's nephew Lot, his daughters had children with their father. The first son from his daughter was Moab, which is where we get the Moabites. The other daughter, her first son, was Ammon, which is the Ammonites. Historians say that the Moabites and the Ammonites are in Jordan today. But look at Ashur. Ashur is a son of Shem. He joins with the Moabites to fight against his own people, the Israelites. And that generational curse exists still today. Where we're fighting against one another. Black on black crime is extremely high. When are we going to wake up? Israel is crying out to God because there are nations coming against them, including the descendants of Ham. Cush son Nimrod and the sons of Ham and their families began the worship of Baal. They built the Tower of Babel to the sky. When Nimrod died, his wife had a son named Tammuz. This Tammuz son was supposed to be a reincarnation of Nimrod, and they celebrated their birthdays on December the 25th. This is the foundation of Baal, and it spread across the nations. Baal worship was to disregard and disobey every law and every commandment of the Most High. The Tower of Babel was built to replace God and put Nimrod on the throne, which is why the Israelites should have no parts with Baal. But many times they found themselves away from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and serving Baal. Baal is something you don't want to be a part of because it's so anti-God. And every time the Israelites found themselves worshiping Baal, God had to put them in slavery to teach them a lesson. You do not serve any other God but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then there's Egypt, an oppressor of the Israelites, kept us in slavery for centuries and then did not want to let us go. In Egypt, you see the fallen angel's DNA. Egypt's son, Kasluhim, birthed the Philistines. They're the ones who were the antagonists against Israel. 
David fought Goliath, an offspring of the fallen angels. You saw the pyramids there in Egypt, and these were built by the help of the fallen angels. And there's debate about if the Israelites actually helped build the pyramids with the Egyptians. And since they were there for centuries, I'm sure the Israelites helped do something. They built probably pyramids and much more. So the Israelites are crying out, do to our enemies what you did to the Midianites and also to the Canaanite kings, Sisera and Jabin. Sisera and Jabin also took the Israelites in bondage because again, the Israelites decided to worship Baal. So God raised up Barak, not Barack Obama, but Barak. He was of the tribe of Natali, of the 12 tribes of Israel. And with the help of the Most High, Barak was able to kill the Canaanite king, Sisera. Javan, the other Canaanite king, was also killed by the Israelites because they went back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He heard their cries and he delivered them from the Canaanites as well as the Midianites. So the Israelites are again crying out to God. They have more enemies now. It's confederate. It's an alliance against them. You have a lot of people against them. So they're crying out for God to help them, to come to their rescue. And let's not forget, Canaan took Israel's land. They took a lot that was not given to them by Shem. Also in Canaan, you saw evidence of the fallen angels with the big grapes and the giants there in the land. They also bit walls, evidence that they were intermingling with the fallen angels. The other son put, put joined Tyrus and the Canaanites to destroy Jerusalem. And they were judged by the Most High. God is a God of love. He loves. But also, if you're an enemy of God, he is going to destroy you. How do you become an enemy of God? First, by mistreating and harming his chosen people, Israel. He is crazy in love with Israel. This is his heart. So if you come against his heart, he's going to come after you. Israelites, Judah, all we have to do is cry out like the Israelites in the Bible did. They cried out. Yes, they disobeyed. Yes, they went to worship idols. Yes, they did things that were against the plan of God. But when they cried out to God, when they cried out to the Most High, when they cried out to Yah, He came and rescued them. So we have to do the same. Yes, we're in symbolic Egypt, but it's time for us to come back to His Word, to His precepts, and live a life that's pleasing to Him. He sent Yeshua to clean away all of our mess. He knew the blood would be tainted from the fallen angels. He knew that the fallen angels would come in and teach the people things that were never they were never supposed to know. That's why he said, I'm going to send Yeshua to come and rescue my people and purify them again, not just Israel, but to the Gentiles. If you believe, if you believe who the chosen people are, if you believe that Yeshua came to die on that tree for your sins and you want to live a life that's pleasing to him, you can be engrafted in as a Gentile. But Yeshua came to save the lost children of Israel. He came to save the lost sheep of Judah. Black and brown man, black and brown woman, black and brown boy, and black and brown girl. If we cry out, he will hear us. You are the chosen people of the Most High. Yes, we have many enemies. The enemies are from the north, the south, east, and the west. We're not in Israel right now because God had to spread us. Just imagine if we were in Israel now, Imagine how many atomic bombs would come and destroy us if we were all in one place. But God knew he had to scatter us to the four corners of the earth because we had so many enemies, enemies with our own family, enemies with the sons of Ham that we know of right now. And we'll discuss Japheth and Esau next episode. Many enemies. God is still with us. He would never leave us. He would never forsake us. He's married to the backslider. He's married to us. Come back to him today. Forget about Egypt. Forget about the things of this world, the things that takes our time, that stresses us out, that makes us sick because we're so overburdened with the cares of this life, with our jobs, our family. But when someone shows you who they are, 
Believe them. We have enemies. They may smile in our face, but they're enemies behind our back. Ham sold us. We see why he sold us. The history of how they treated us is in the scripture. Back to Matthew 15 and 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Yah, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. He answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Canaan, do it all man of evil. This woman has a daughter vexed with a demon, with a devil. She's coming to Yeshua Jesus for help. Now the entire world is seeing deliverance come through Yeshua. But he tells her, I only come from the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He came for us. But Yeshua did not turn her away. He did not turn the Canaanite woman away. He still helped her and delivered her daughter from the demon. Yeshua helping this woman shows his love. She had faith to believe and he answered her request. And so for anyone out there, if you're a Gentile, he will hear your cry if you cry out to him as well. He has no respect of person, but you have to abide by his rules. You can't do it your way. You have to do it his way. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent Yeshua to be the ultimate sacrifice, to pave the way for us to have access into heaven again. Since the fallen angels corrupted the earth so horribly. Genesis 3.15, God is talking to Gadrel, the chief angel, the chief fallen angel who seduced Adam and Eve to take part of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He says, and I will put hostility between you, Gadrel, chief fallen angel and the woman and between thy seed, the seed fallen angels and the daughters of earth, their offspring and her seed. This seed here is the offspring, the children of the Israelites. It shall bruise thy head. Who shall bruise thy head? Yeshua, Jesus shall bruise thy head. Head here means choices chief. God is saying, I have someone. My son is going to come and he's going to bruise your head. He's going to break. He will destroy the choices, chiefs, fallen angels, and all the angels underneath them. They will be destroyed. And it says, thou shall bruise his heel. He's saying, well, fallen angel, Gadrel, you and your people, you will try to wipe out the Israelites. You will be on their heel trying to erase them. Heel means footprint, trace, and mark. These chiefs and fallen angels even thought they could kill Yahshua on the tree. They thought that we, we got him. But on the third day, he rose. He rose from the dead. And he's coming back to gather his children, the children of Israel and the Gentiles who also believe. So put some respect on the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. Without him, we couldn't have access back into heaven. Without Yahshua, we can have the blood to wash our sins and to cleanse us from what these fallen angels have done here on this earth, which is defile the land. That's why Yah says, I will bring forth a new heaven and a new earth. So whose side are you leaning on? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or everybody else? There's only two sides. It's his side, the side of Yah, and everybody else. The choice is up to you. It's up to me. The enemies of God are the enemies of the Israelites. And with Ham and his descendants, God loves you. You can be a Gentile. All you have to do is repent and accept Yeshua as the forgiveness of your sins and accept the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as your only God and no one else. Here at Truth Wars, we love everyone. We're not trying to identify and talk about any nation. We're just exploring history and understanding who they were then to understand who we are now. 
As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything, but we seek the God who knows everything. So let truth war, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you free in your entire family. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free.